Hello, and I'll be reading Chernobyl 1430. Okay. Chernobyl 1430. She's different. The radioactive energy has given her strange abilities. We must keep her. I remember being born in, a, in an old building. A strange building. It was scary. I heard people screaming. As of right now, it doesn't affect the students too much. It's more um, like A strange building. It was scary. I heard people screaming. I always thought that I was different. I know because I was born in Russia, Chernobyl. They always tried to keep me inside that place. I wanted to escape. One day it was very cold. I was sitting on the cold, dirty floor alone. I haven't seen people since there was the three people fooling around turning like it was haunted. But today, it's different. I heard voices coming in dark, cold rooms and hallway. I heard more echoing. I think it was a person. I shuffled more closely to the little crack in the wall where I was hearing the sound. I peered in. I didn't see anything at first, but then I saw a guy in a brain. Kind of dirty lab coat. The no, worker was behind, beside him. Okay. At that moment, I was I wasn't well, sure what to do. I thought to myself, maybe if I just move over and distract them with my powers and sneak out of the building, they went over. The my whole my whole life, I've been cooped up here. And here, I'm afraid of people noticing me. Noticing me. If they would send me to jail. If I was cooped up here. I'm afraid of people noticing me. What if? What if they send me to jail? I was too nervous. I might mess up. I just sat there listening. She's different. The radioactive energy has given her strange abilities. You must keep her. That very same words repeating in my head. We must keep her. I never thought about if I would ever live here, but I still do. I live in this torture. I never really realized what I was when I was born, but that's just me. Anyways, I could try to escape, but every time I try, things get crazy. They wanted to experience on me. They wanted to do experiments on me, but even though I never fought back at this time when I was in danger, that was when I started to be vicious. Type 2, scientists. I kept hearing the scenario over and over, but I've run through things much worse than this cell. And trust me, you don't want to be me at all, even though I live here at all. Even though I live here... Even though I live here, I want to get out of here as soon as possible for the rest of my life. Listened and listened to the people left. I thought about the, if this was if this was the time I could be there could be a normal girl and have a real family. I was thinking about my loving parents. They, they would have been great parents to, to 
I haven't met them at all, but the truth is, scientists have done a lot of tests on me when I was little. And figured out, figured it out, and said I have nuclear power in me, but I have no idea what it means. But soon they started to forget about me. All I thought was that I could never get out. The next day, I decided the first thing to actually walk over to the doorway without no- anybody noticing me. That I should do was walk over to the door without anybody noticing me. For me, this seems very hard. But I keep my powers to make me think over. I started practicing to move over chairs with my eyes. Chapter 2 Escape. Simple. That's done. No, that's done. Know how to do it with real people and hard objects to move like cement stone from the Chernobyl. I moved down the hallway. It still smelled like debris. As soon as as soon as I stopped at the second doorway, I knew it was the main area where the people took control of the nuclear station. I knew this was my chance. I moved to the doorway, sit down, and smell the fresh winter air. I walked on the sidewalk. I was happy to be free. I was not sure where I would go since I was sitting in the same spot for a long time. I walked and walked and walked. I felt my knees wobble, and I knew it was time for me to rest. I found a bus stop and stayed there overnight. I still felt hungry, but at least I found a spot to sleep. Chapter 4 Chapter 3 The Long Walk I woke up to the sound Sorry. I woke up to the sound of, tr- of the train. I gathered all my stuff and piled it into my old tiny backpack. I still have not planned where I should go. I hopped on the train with a bunch of other people, pretending like I was in their family. <sighs> I was alone in the very back. I found a train map to tell where you were going. I looked inside, I got bored, and fell asleep. I looked up again, and we were at a stop. I looked at the sign, it said Moscow Airport. I got up there, I felt kind of sick to my stomach. I saw a lot of families and their kids, and it was really big, and I was not sure what to do. A security, a security guard came up to me, and he said, Are you lost? I shook my head yes, as to say I was lost. The security guard took me to, to what I think was their headquarters. They sat me down on a large leather black chair, but reminded me of the chair in the nuclear station. Where are your parents, little girl? I shrugged. Oh, my parents are just picking me up. I was visiting a relative. I thought. That was possible, reasonable answer. He said back, well, you don't look that old. How, how old are you? I quickly responded with my name. Well, my name is Isabel, and I'm seven years old. I kind of said that too loud. The security guy looked confused. He said nothing for a while. He finally said, well, you can just stay here for a while and look for your parents. As soon as he closed the door, I grabbed my backpack and opened the window and looked out, jumped out, and ran. <laughs> I ran right into a crowd of people. Kids were looking at me like, where are your parents? I saw a bunch of signs. I decided to go to Canada since that was where the one most people since that was the one where most people were going, and it was better to sneak in. 
a lady in a pink gown. I was in the airplane. And a lady in a, a, lady in a pink gown with a big suitcase. Finally, I was in the airplane. They gave me food and drinks, and soon I fell asleep. The next day, I was in Canada. It was cold. There was snow on the ground. The window of the plane was frozen. I jumped. I jumped. My backpack. I grabbed my backpack and ran out of the building. It was beautiful. The big town. Taxis. Fresh air. <sighs> I walked down the sidewalk. I went into this big store of toys. They're closed. I sat there on the busy sidewalk, kind of feeling sad, and not knowing where to go. I rolled my sleeping bag, and soon I was in a deep sleep. Chapter 5 Finding Home. As soon as I woke up, I was so cold, I didn't, I didn't want to wake up. I sat there for a while, then I, then I rolled up my stuff, and off I went. I walked on the sidewalk. It was a bit of a blizzard, but I saw a lot of kids that looked my age. They swept past me so quickly. I found a warm, dry spot under a store, so I sat down. I was starving. And have not ate and I haven't ate since two days ago. I saw a homeless guy looking at me from across the road. He came over and stood there. He said to me, What are you doing here? I spoke a little I spoke a little English, but not all. I said I speak English. I showed him a book that said Russia. Oh, you're from Russia. He told me to come over tonight, and I will show you something. And he would show me something. I was wondering if he was going to show me. Uh, the man looks like a manager in the store. He came out and told me to come inside. I stood up and walked in. He gave me a cup of tea, and, and I sat down on an old rocking chair. He sat down on another rocking chair. He got a translator. He knew I didn't speak much, but... As he turned to grab his phone, I quickly grabbed a push from my purse. I it out and get ready. Do we need to sit in with your group and get ready to go? He talked about his life, and now he had a beautiful family. A wife, kids. And now he's older, and his wife died. And he felt lonely, and no one was at home, so he got shot. We will not get through everyone today. When he was talking, I thought about how I felt lonely there. So I said goodbye, and I said to come back soon and watch out for strangers. And to watch out for strangers. I thought about that homeless man who was going to show me. I did not see him outside, so I decided to go straight to him. So that will be the rest of the book. That one. I will read it later. So I hope you like. Hope you liked how I read. And uh, yeah, see you, next, see you later in my next episode. Hello, and I will be going through a book called One My Phone Chance. I'm creating right now. This is how it's going to go. First, I'm going to go on Google Classroom and find a way to get it on. Because there's only one way you can get it on. Google Docs or Classroom, which is not only one way, but who cares? So, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to go on one iPhone channels, chapter on the execution. And it's about this girl 
that goes into like she um gets captured and she goes to insane asylum and it's saint frederick asylum it's not saint frederick no it's um it's Gordon, it's Gordon Collins Asylum, and she, um, so she, uh, yeah, so she, um, okay, so she's trying to find a way out. Section to read, so you probably should be quiet. So that people can focus. Um, yeah, so yeah, sit down and start. Go on. 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 Go on